Do you live your life rockboat to rockboat? If so, then welcome aboard the Boatcast, the podcast for rockboaters by rockboaters. Ladies and gentlemen, from Collective Soul, please welcome Will Turpin. Welcome, man. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are stoked to have you on. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Excited. Like, yeah. So, you know, it's 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 Friday, and it's always nice to be talking to someone who, who loves music, and you are a true lover of music, man. It's It's been ingrained in your life, and, uh, you know, you guys have a, a huge tour coming up uh, starting in April. It's like seven months worth of touring, which is incredible. And what is what is now live music like from where we went? And how excited are you guys to get back out on the road? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I think live music is is you know it's the same powerful force that it's always been. Uh, uh, for us as a band, you know, collective goal, you know, being you know we were all in our twenties that very first year and uh we've evolved you know we 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 always even in our earliest days we took a lot of pride in making sure that we were uh, a, a reputable live rock band but um yet somewhere along the lines uh you switch from that technical side and and we became more of um probably around 2005 2010 we started getting real uh ethereal with the power of music and and what that really means and and how to how to possibly harness that better on the live shows so um you know it's just it's just one of those things where we learn where those energies go up and where they kind of flat where they go down and and we ride those waves Uh, and then more more most importantly of all that is we just um we try to get out again try to get outside of the technical and uh, we call it a celebration of life you know if it's everybody in the room we're celebrating the memories. We're celebrating the um, the way these songs have, have been part of your life uh, in so many different ways for every different individual. But uh, yeah, we we kind of we we evolved it to that point where it's it's not a technical technical thing. Music and the power of music isn't a, isn't really a technical thing because it boils down to frequencies and emotion and all. We just try to we try to tap into that emotion with the rest of the rest of the room. Well, you know, you had mentioned something about waves and emotion. And I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, say that, you know, you guys were on the rock boat twice. And, um, you know, a lot of our listeners are, are huge rock boat fans. And um, going from playing on a, a, you know, what was it like playing on a, on a festival at sea and then playing, on a, on a, you know, for your festivals on land? What's the, like, the, what was the major difference for you guys in those moments? Well, rock boat is an interesting uh, example because, you know, that started in Atlanta, which is, our home uh it started with an idea from buddies in a band of ours called sister hazel uh <laughs> i literally remember uh we were at a pizza restaurant it was me jeff and ryan uh from sister hazel when jeff was still in atlanta and ryan was still in atlanta now they're both different states but we were spending a lot of time together back then it was, that would have been early 2000s um and uh, i remember when they had this idea they're like dude we're ridden this boat out, and we've sold half the tickets. We've got half the boat that's going to go and just do music for four days. Half the boat. 
But man, that that sounds cool. And I really thought it was a really cool idea. I had no idea it would turn into the franchise and the juggernaut that it is. You know, Rock Boat is its own entity at this point. I, and I do, I do remember hearing them tell me about this idea they had and they had sold half the boat on Rock Boat 1. <laughs> but now they, if the cruise line didn't even give them a chance to sell the whole boat out. It was like, all right, we'll see if this works, you know. <laughs> um, so Rock Boat's a great example because anytime we're on the Rock Boat, uh, you're in that small community and everybody's on, on the boat together. Bands, friends, other artists, peers. Uh, so every time we're on Rock Boat, it's full of Atlanta people. And so uh, we get that we get that uh, we get that thing where we get to go sweet and also have fun with a lot of friends. So we've had a lot of good personal memories on the Rock Boat between our buddies and sister Hazel, uh, Emerson and Tonic have always been on every boat that you were at. Uh, better than Ezra. These are yeah, these are friendships that I've been uh, fortunate to uh, to be a part of. Man, we we look at each other and we we get we get we still get the same big laughs. But I think of, of the appreciation amongst all those all those bands and and, and we, we are, like I said we genuinely have always uh, liked each other had a good time around each other so the rock boat is like a, it's big fun uh, and you are you know as far as the fans go you just have to you know you buckle up and you go hey man it doesn't matter where I go today I'm gonna call this a fan you know yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's the rock boat fans too. They're not. It's not somebody who's gonna try to be like you know. I hate the bug gift, and I'm about to talk to you for twenty minutes. <laughs> That's clean true. And I, I'm a very, I'm very appreciative of that. We wouldn't be successful if the work team for that didn't want to start out that. Yeah, that's what my pet peeves. Hate the bug yet here. <laughs> Don't hate it too much, you know. I'm eating dinner here with my family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but again, in the end, I look. I try to. With a positive spin on even that, you know, there's a reason why they want to come up and talk to me, and I, I do appreciate that in the end, and I love our fans. But on those boats, uh, yeah, man, I, I get to meet. Hey, I've got lifelong friendships that weren't friends, and they were they were just fans on the rock boat, and I'm still very good friends with a lot of those people. So um, that's awesome. Kind of awesome. in that regard, and then of course the big festival beats too. That very wide. Yeah, the rock yeah. yeah, you know the the festival in Maryland, Western Music Fest. Uh, with Lewis hovering as well. You know, it's it's a beautiful in you know, Maryland. We were there last year, you know, Friday, June second, you guys are there uh, performing. Oh, and, and we were wives performing or filtered. And that's your bird Eddie Chris, isn't it? On the last broke block boat we were at another up at it. It was back to ninety four. Matter of fact, some of those bands we met Friday night of Woodstock and now of Bork. What? That is taking her back. <laughs> We were all wow. brand new bands that year, live at within the record, the end of '93. Well, we did our record early '94. Um, that's when we met them. Let's have some epic two work at those guys, too. But go ahead, sorry. No, no. Uh, yeah, it's also, too, it, Friday night is actually often my birthday, so it's, you know, it's going to be special. Best get, I don't get it. Uh, so when you guys are set to play for like seven months you know, in a row coming up at starting April, when you're creating a set list for festivals, you know, what, can you well listen to some of the dynamics of things for us to treat as a man? Yeah, I mean, some of it's just straight timing. Whenever we have, you still create, you still create strong, great records of a great need. So, but all of it's timing, like, well, we'll be in love with something with you. And now we just want to play it because it, we want to share it with everybody that we just want to play that song. 
and and uh, of course, you know, festivals you've got a um, you've got a finite amount of time to be a witch, so that also has a uh, way of weekating what you get the play on. It's usually no more than seven about minutes. Um, yeah, we try to th- try to make sure the banders are in there, but there's several one rock to and we're not going to be able to get to, right? And it's just the way to live. Mm-hmm. Um, Clint, uh, again, try to figure out how those waves and that energy works. And, um, and that's kind of how we, we usually start with something and then we figure out how we get. And, and then from the, from that, you know, from the rest of the summer, there'll probably be, uh, there'll probably be a total of maybe three or four different sets, um, that aren't all totally different, but they're different sets. Maybe just a, a few songs different. Uh, and maybe a different lean from, and get to add some of the hits that maybe with it with the foot on that uh, 75 minute festival set we'll add some more to did some and we'll all go back and you wore the the newer things as well nice speaking so, of newer things vibrating whoa what a hell of an album yeah thanks man um it's still happening man and we just we just finished the record in january in pop springs uh, at Elvis's on Springtime, which was really fully. Before I had a period of a friend, we owned the property and back. We met him about three or four years ago. But as soon as we knew that somebody owned that house, the light bulb was <laughs> got to record there. And yeah, it took about three years to set it up. But we just finished another great record, man. I appreciate it. Um, I know, man. I know when we get together and things are right, the hairs still stand up on my arms. So I'm stupid proud of vibrating and uh, watch out. There's another one coming out early next year too. Boy, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that the love for music is just stoned within you guys, right? It's awesome. Yeah, it's still there. It's still what we're passionate about, and and it's still what it's what makes our blood flow. It, it's it's so cool to see, like the history of it with you and and your dad's studio. On Widow and how Ed was like an engineer there, and it's just you know. And now you're obviously in charge tr- of the studio now. And can you, you know, for those who don't know about the, your studio and, and such, can you just give us a link? Can you give us a little bit of background about it? Yeah, my father, uh, he was a lifelong musician, um, and we uh, had the opportunity, he was just the kind of guy that would. Other humans could do it. You get the book to put the graphic table out. Let me figure out how to do it. Um, we built a studio in the basement uh, of a home in 1976. And it, and it was an era when he literally put a sign out front, real to real studios coming soon. And uh, people uh, would drop by. There were musicians that were interested. Uh, he's built that place with people he met. This is where you picked that sign out, Vanilla. Hey, come on, work with me. Uh, would you your first studio hour to be free? You know, mm-hmm. so it started in '76, and out of that little base of the studio, man, yet yeah, the waters, a lot of action. But I like hey, it was a real business thing. I've been, I've been going through a lot of the stuff. I've had ownership of studio now about three years. But I look back at some of the gold, the books I've been calendar. That post was booked. The book shit seven days in the. Uh, was Ed Roland, God. Ed and Dean. I know we got my area's members. My dad knew their father. Their father knew my grandfather's. Wow. So when Ed had the, was one year at birthday, he came back, and it was almost immediate. I may mean, be an engineer, I'm going to work on my saw, dried, and graph. And that's where we, 
you know, the rest of the original biopic life were sold. As for us being six and a half years younger, by being uh, nine years younger, that's what we got to watch Ed and become fans of Ed, this songwriter, the arms. And it one soon after high school, being sorry, but you migrate together to what you, what you, but that's the MF3 for as collected soul. On. But yeah, man, up studio, uh, which had a lot of friendships there. That's a lot of, a lot of people that, uh, then are, are, have been always lifelong friends of my father's in the studio, big supporters of Atlanta. But still a lot of people was, I haven't known it was our teapot, little toy gun, tofu dude with the cowboy hat that would run in the studio every night. <laughs> um, so, because <laughs> yeah, I would have been five when that <laughs> it's about in 76. But, uh, but yeah, man, the new spot that uh, was built in 2001. I'm there, Dover, Georgia. It is on point. Uh, I have poured a lot of energy in there the last three years. My father passed away uh, four years ago. And I, I, I walked in there, like he passed away in December, and I walked in there in late January. And I just felt this, this, this feeling of, I'm not going to let it go. I'm going to continue this on. I'm not going to let it go. It was and out. And I didn't. I, I poured a lot of energy and time and money, and this place is clipping. Oh, there's two studios in there. They're the film studio for his podcast and web so I made a nice little picture studio and stuff, too, so we, knew, we can do stills and stuff. Uh, it's just a super functional place, and I'm producing out of there, man. So, yeah, anybody, please, man. The, the latest bands I produce that aren't even from Georgia. It's a summit from Cincinnati, Ohio, Ard, Odd Arnie from uh, California, and uh, Red and the Reveler, the smoking fun band, well, AT's band with horns from uh, Mobile, Alabama. And somebody's got a bob, and they've got a band, and they want to come capture it. Uh, check out Real to Real Studios and send me a message. That's awesome. It's such a, it's so nice to see there are still people in this world that have such deep roots into music, like into the story you just told, and it's just... And, and the impact, you know, the ripple effects, I think Kevin Block, you know, has mentioned this often, ripple effects of things in life and music. And, you know, it's just, it's just friggin' awesome, man. That's a great story. Like that's, you gotta write a book, man. Well, say there, there is so many stories. And like I said, that studio was a hub in the era. Also then, you know, it's hard to think back, but in an era where you would stop by a place just so you could catch up to somebody and see what we're telling on. There was charge at the studio that had so many friends that would just bop, bop, you know, and we don't do that anymore in our lives today. Everybody's very efficient and they know exactly what we got to do each day. There's no, oh man, let me go see what, what, what upstairs happened to, you know, the house of the music was upstairs. It was a readjust away. You know, it was, it was an era of clubs and friendships and uh, my dad supported anybody that wanted, wanted to try to get a chance. So, the stories are uh, are bountiful, and yeah, man, the, the book is out early next year. It's almost done. We're working on the last chapter right now. Uh, Marshall Terrell, uh, famed biographer, he's had a lot of biographies. He's doing the book, and uh, yeah, the last chapter is basically me taking over and and what I've done to the studio. But the book and the history of its grit, that's amazing. So, uh, planning on early next year, maybe uh, maybe this time next year. That's incredible. Well, you know, good. That's 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 amazing that you know we we just kind of 
out of out of our own thoughts were like, man, this guy should write a book, and he's already on it. Yeah, and I'll give credit to Marshall Terrell. You know, good biographers know when they have a good story. You know, <laughs> and, and Marshall's been my friend for uh, more than a decade now. Uh, and sure enough, we started working on this about a year and a half ago. That's awesome. Well, what was the first song you ever remember? First song I ever remember. Probably one of my father's songs. Nice. About uh, that, we know, because he, he's had he's this catalog of songs. Super strong. I'm going to review it and, and release that. But oh, that's awesome. one of my father's songs. Uh, if I had to say when I was a child, he did this song called the Children's Song, where he got a bunch of us in there to sing the chorus, and I I don't really have any memory of singing it. I must have been around six, and right around the time where I should have been creating a memory. Uh, I kind of think I have a memory because I know what we did, but sometimes that's been deep. I mean, you just know what you did, and you think back and think you have a memory. You hear what people will send about it again. But I do remember that song at an early age. It's called the Children's Song. Uh, and um, uh, we still sing it at campfires, family campfires all the time. So it would have been one of my father's sound. You know, speaking about memories, it's funny you, you use that word. So uh, in October, I'll be four years cancer-free, but um, I created a playlist before I would before I went in for my surgery, and I uh, obviously collective souls on it, and it's um, it's just so neat to like hear the history of your dad in the studio and the genesis of collective soul and your stories and then how that like ripples into other people's lives and yeah helps them through things what it what is it like knowing that stories like that you know come solely from the craft that you all have created it's uh it's powerful yeah and and when you're young and you're doing it we our noses were down and we just wanted to create as much music as we could and you know you look back with his first five records went that again and then those take in and all and those records become part of the fabric of society to become part of people's lives and then we get to hear personal stories and it took maybe 10 maybe at least 10 years of your life Okay, it's it. It's not BS. Music is it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll throw my dad in, in this interview one more time. My dad's quote was um, one of his better quotes. He had a lot that people remember before. <laughs> but uh, you would give the second most powerful force on earth that can only to love. And yeah, man, it's it's real strong. Uh, it's it's. I don't know. It, it doesn't make you feel like, you know, all it makes you feel is like realizing how powerful music is. And you just feel, if I had to say how I felt, I just feel like a, and God, a vessel that was just part of, part of how that got there. And, and the things that you, that you use to work through your difficulties, um, you know, those things are, also part of you, you know, it's not just, it's not just us that created it. It's all right. always part of all of the energy for them, the love that you feel from your family mixed with some of the songs that you're going to be listening to and, and linking all that together. Um, yeah, whenever that happened, I, I just, it's undescribable. Uh, obviously we don't know as humans, we don't know what exactly that is, but, um, 
it's real and I just I find uh I find I find peace in knowing that and I just I just love knowing that I was full. A piece of the you know, a piece of the gears that to create that's powerful music. And it's a, it's amazing you were able to do that at such a young age that now you've kind of seen even the turnover of a generation. Like parents are listening to your music from back in back in the nineties or passing it on to their children who now love it as well. So that's like another let's say another avenue of powerful that you're able to kind of uh, take in um, which, being able to do that at such a young age and then see it pass, be passed on in the next generation. It is. That's another part of uh couple that's just magical and it's, it's hard to say exactly what that is, but uh, when when generations show up our shows, which is, is super often, uh, it's now it's not a problem to see three generations then all the time. A grandfather in his 50s, a mm-hmm. father in his 30s, and a teenager. It's all the time. It's so oh, cool. So cool. Like, you got to be up there and you got to be like, he did it. Like, this is sick of war. Like, when you're up on stage and you see, you can clearly see, like, the generations, but the families bring in everybody and all the kids know it. Like, that's that's so cool. That's got to be such a humbling thing for you as a, as a, as a, as a musician. It really is. And they're still going. And they're still going. Oh, yeah, we done, man. So, <laughs> and you know what's awesome, too? You've had the ability to do your own projects as well. A little, and um, I love your song, Demons. Um, hey, can you, can you, you know, talk us through that process and what was like the internal conversation you had with yourself? Cause you obviously have this collective soul okay. shell, which is, you know, amazing. And then Good question, you know, you want to branch out. What, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So, you know, I started off on piano and here we are right here. And I've got a whole, you know, I've, I sit down on piano. I've got a whole funky pop side to me and. I like writing songs and, and they come out, you know, it's like, it's something also you can't force. So if they're there and they're coming out, um, then the conversation, that's a good question. The conversation I have with myself is, do people really want to hear these songs? Are they good enough? Would anybody care? Should I waste my time? That's kind of the questions you ask, yeah. belt, you know, <laughs> and, and ultimately I go, I, I think they are good enough. And, and, um, yeah, Serengeti Drivers was my first full-length CD, and uh, I had released The Lighthouse in 2010, uh, a five-song EP, but, uh, you know, other than wanting to take the step to record them and put yourself out there and, and see and see what people think, uh, the other side of that coin is, you know, me, me and Ed and Dean, it, we always thought that exploring our creative side outside of Collective Soul would make Collective Soul more powerful, which when I started releasing solo records and same thing with Ed, he released the Sweet Tea Project uh, records. We would get questions all the time in interviews about, is the band breaking up? Always the next question. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I always thought that was kind of like short-sighted view to automatically think that, although I do understand why why that question came up. Because we always we always thought the total opposite. no, this is going to make us stronger. We will be able to spread our wings outside of collective soul, come back to the nest, so to speak, stronger and ready to work together as, as band-aids. People should write through the negativity. Yeah. That, it, that's kind of a human trait, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you, you could, you gave a great, I watched an interview recently that you gave a couple of years ago, but the analogy you gave was a tree 
and it's just a branch of the tree and same tree it's just something something else it really is oh wow, cool i'll have to remember that what, what is with that <laughs> uh i can send it over to uh amanda if you want i, I have to look it back up but i know it was it was it was great and uh you know um i feel like the interviewer wanted to ask that question that we just talked about right now are you guys <laughs> but she didn't <laughs> and and I, so i was on rock boat 14 as was amen i believe and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you got to play some Will Turpin shows as well, mate. I did. I play. I did play a solo set. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was very cool. Well, you know, Will, we we value every artist's time, and we're super excited to see you in Maryland in June at Let's Go Music Fest. Um, it's it's that Friday night's going to be amazing. You guys are going to freaking kill it, and. Uh, I would not want to spend my birthday any other way. <laughs> yeah, uh, it must be a good one. I've already gotten as soon as those, uh, as soon as the band list came out, I got texts from friends in the area. So it must be, it must be a festival people are looking forward to. So that means, uh, that means we're in, man. We'll be there. Yeah, and I know uh, our good friend Liz and Chris, they're super excited to see you guys. They'll be there. Oh, cool. You know, it's uh, we're excited and thank you for your gift, music. And- and everything collect your soul and we'll uh we'll see you in a, in a few weeks yeah man uh, i'm I'll pass the same thing you guys appreciate it and uh yeah we, we never get tired of uh talking to people and we appreciate y'all's time the well that i said thanks Bill. have a good yeah. one take care and we'll see you out there cheers y'all too man you stay you take man I'm not done yet.